Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to Breaking Down Bad Books, a podcast analysing trashy bestsellers from a literary perspective. And today we're looking at chapter 22 of Breaking Dawn, Promised. So where we left off, Bella went hunting with Edward. He accidentally took her near some hikers who were human beings and she almost went crazy and killed them. But then she growled at Edward and that made her feel so bad that she didn't kill the humans. And her key takeaway from that is like, oh my God, I growled at my husband. I'm the worst person in the world. Whereas Edward was like, that's pretty freaking impressive. Great restraint. And she's like, oh, okay, thanks. Then they rolled around a little bit and they hunted together and her dress got torn to shreds. So she's just wandering around naked with her new shiny skin. And then they ended the chapter with her asking to see Renesme. So we pick up with her thinking about Renesme. So she says, thinking of Renesme brought her to that center stage place in my strange, new and roomy, but distractible mind. God, that's a lot of words. <laughs> strange, new and roomy, but distractible. So she says to Edward, tell me about Renesme because she missed all of two days of this kid's life. And she's acting like it, it's, it's an eternity. And remember, Bella still thinks that it's going to be like a newborn. Even though the baby developed so quickly inside of her, like instead of nine months, it was like three weeks or something like that. I don't think she thinks that the baby is like more fully grown than it is. So she goes, tell me about her as if she has interests and hobbies and things. And I get how some parents are like, oh, this baby, it's the most unique baby in the world. They have so many little quirks. I'm like, it's a baby. You know, some parents, you know what they're like. They're like, oh, she's so inquisitive. Oh, she's always staring around, staring at things because she's got such a zest for knowledge. And it's like, babies stare, you know? Anyway, so she's like, tell me about my baby's personality. And he's like, yeah, she's, she's nothing like anything else in the world. And so Edward says that with religious devotion in his voice and she feels jealousy. Uh-oh, <laughs> uh-oh. She's jealous of his love for her daughter. And she's also jealous that he knows her and she does not. Again, you've kind of been busy. And I still think it's too soon for her to go and see her child that is pumping blood throughout her veins. But, you know, if you're going to sit here and complain about it, just go see her. She's like, oh my God, he knows her and I don't. I'm so angry. Well, you're walking towards the house now. So just relax for a second. You'll meet her in a minute. So Edward tells her she's a little bit of him, a little bit of her. She has a heartbeat, but it's faster than a human's. And her temperature is a little bit hotter than usual too. And she sleeps. And then Edward has a little brag because he's like, yeah, she sleeps actually really quite well for a newborn. We're the only parents in the whole world who don't sleep. And our child already sleeps through the night. So 
he laughs at that. And I bet all the new parents reading that are like, you piece of shit. <laughs> Stop gloating about that, please, Edward. And Bella says, I liked the way he said our child. The words made her more real. She's real, babe. I don't know why she thinks it's a figment of her imagination. She also has Bella's colored eyes and her skin is impenetrable. He says, her skin seems about as impenetrable as ours. Not that anyone would dream of testing that. And she's like shocked. I don't know what she's shocked about. She says, they blinked at him a little shocked. And he's like, yeah, well, no one would test that anyway. I don't know, maybe it's a bit of like her new parent panic or something like, oh no, someone can hide my daughter. But like, she's fine. Okay, so she's got impenetrable skin and he goes, her diet, well, she prefers to drink blood because, you know, babies have preferences of things. He says, Carlisle continues to try to persuade her to drink some baby formula, but she doesn't like it. And so Bella's gaping at him. She's like, what? She goes, he made it sound like they were having conversations. I gaped openly at him. I don't, know why she's so shocked by this considering her husband reads minds and he was reading the fetus's mind before it was born. Like they weren't having conversations, but he was talking about how the baby is actively going to try and not move around so as not to hurt Bella and that the baby loves Bella. So while that was all happening, she was like, yeah, that makes sense. But now she's like, what? The baby has told you that it doesn't like baby food and only likes blood. What? When did you have this conversation? Also, If the baby's not drinking the formula and he's only drinking the blood, that sort of gives you a hint as well. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're having a convo about it. Anyway, she's gaping at him. And he says, yeah, even though she doesn't speak yet, she communicates quite effectively. And she's thinking, doesn't speak yet? She's so confused. And it's like, yeah, this baby is a supernatural being. You birthed it in a couple of weeks. I don't know why she's got to process everything being like, that's crazy that the baby can talk soon. It was born with a full set of teeth that bit you. And we're not talking about that, by the way. No one mentions that the baby bit her. I hope someone brings that up because I'm still perturbed. And Edward's like, it's difficult to describe, okay? You'll just have to see for yourself. And she's like, yeah, I'd like to, actually. That's what we're talking about. She says, I knew there was a lot that I needed to see for myself before it would be real. It's real, sweets. And then she changes the subject because she's, I don't know, overwhelmed or something. And she goes, why is Jacob still here? What's that all about? She says, why should he have to suffer more? Because she's very self-centered. And she thinks that her presence near Jacob hurts Jacob's feelings. And Edward says, Jacob isn't suffering in a strange new tone. And he says, though I might be willing to change his condition. And she's like, Edward, stop. She goes, Jacob's given up everything to protect us. Leave him alone. But then she thinks about how she was so obsessed with him when she was pregnant. And she thinks, huh, that sense of absence without him near had vanished. It must have been a human weakness. And we find out later that that's little rotisserie chicken inside of her messing with her emotions. Apparently imprinting's a two-way street. And before Jacob had even imprinted on the kid, she was in love with Jacob via Bella. I, I don't get it. But what's interesting to me is how Edward's like, I'd be willing to change Jacob's condition. If he wants to suffer, I could make him suffer. Implying that Edward's not super jazzed about the whole imprinting thing. And you know, fair enough. But there's the whole excuse for the imprinting being like, oh, well, Edward can read Jacob's mind. So he knows that he doesn't have impure thoughts. And yet he's still angry about it. So I think we need to delve into that a bit more deeply. And so she's like, what's going on? And he says, well, I said that I'd let Jacob explain it. So it's, it's his secret. Um, we'll talk about it later, which is probably not the best thing to do. Like I'd probably sit her down when she's away from Jacob 
and away from everybody else and just be like, hey, just pulling you aside. Got some, got some heavy news for you. But he says, no, no, I'm not going to bring it up. I'll let him bring it up later. Even though you're a newly born vampire with heaps of vampire strength and you're still getting a hold of your emotions. I'll let him handle that. It's like, well, no, that's going to end in tears, Edward. But maybe he wants that. Maybe he wants that. So they go to head back to the house and he's like, oh, wait a minute. You're like half naked wearing rags. So he takes his top off and puts it on her. And then she's looking at him shirtless and she's like, oh, he fine. So they have a little race back to the house. She doesn't want him to throw the race because she wants to beat him. They get to the river and she leaps over the river and she's like, ha, as she lands. But then she hears something. She goes, I heard something I did not expect. Something loud and much too close. A thudding heart. How'd you not expect that, babe? You knew that Renesme and Jacob were in the house, both of whom have hearts. And she's like, what? What a shock. There's a heart beating in the house. Nada. And so then Edward lands next to her and he's clamped her down being like, don't breathe. Don't breathe in the smell. Because again, Jacob's presence is a surprise, even though they were just talking about him being at the house the whole time. Uh, what? And if this is something you're worried about, Edward, maybe don't say like, oh, I'll race you back to the house. Like, don't let her get away from you. So she freezes her breathing and she's looking around for the sound of the heartbeat. And oh my God, there's Jacob on the lawn. Shock. And then she hears two other heartbeats over in the bush, which would be Seth and Leah. And so Edward's like, careful, Jacob. Maybe this isn't the best way to do this. And Jacob's like, oh, you think it would be better to let her near the baby? It's safer to see how Bella does with me because I heal fast. So Jacob wants to protect the baby from Bella, which I think is fair enough since she's meant to be a crazy bloodthirsty newborn, but she's not. And Bella, I think she's hurt by that. She's like, oh my God, this was a test to see if I could not kill Jacob before I tried not to kill Renesme, And she feels sick about it. It's like, well, heaven forbid they take precautions, Bella. It's not personal. You're a fucking vampire. And so Edward's like, ugh, whatever, Jacob, it's your neck on the line, whatever. And then she's upset with Edward. She's like, oh, what was with Edward? After all that we've been through, shouldn't he have been able to feel some kindness for my best friend? So now she's upset about that. She says, I'd thought, maybe foolishly, that Edward was sort of Jacob's friend now too. I must have misread them. Yeah, Doug, you have. They're not friends. I don't think they're ever going to be friends. Not only is Jacob's existence centered around destroying vampires and a hatred of vampires, they were also fighting over you. Like, they're not friends, you dummy. But it still doesn't make sense to her. She's like, well, even if like I was still besties with Jacob, why is he being so insistent on saving Renesmee? Why is Edward resisting that? There's a lot going on and she can't figure it out. But then Jacob smiles and she's like, oh, that's my best friend. And she thinks about how they're best friends, even though they barely spent any time together. And she says, even though he's my best friend, it still makes no sense. She says, was he really so selfless that he would try to protect me with his own life from doing something in an uncontrolled split second that I would regret in agony forever? She's like, wow, that's a good friend. But also I love how she's assuming that she would kill Jacob. (laughs) Even though in the last book, they killed like, a pack of 15 newborn vampires and they're all fine. I think, I think werewolves can take on newborn vampires. It's difficult, but they can do it. And she's like, wow, I can't believe Jacob's risking his own life, even though he's also a supernatural being who has survived a, a vampire attack. So Jacob starts to banter and he's like, oh, Bells, you're a freak show. And then Edward's growling and he goes, watch yourself, mongrel. And Jacob says, wow, your eyes are really something. They're not as bad as I thought they would be, but they're still super creepy. And she goes, gee, thanks for the amazing compliment. Because that's her sense of humor. 
And he rolls his eyes and he's like, you know what I mean, Bills? And they laugh. And he says, ah, well, I'll get used to the eyes soon enough. And she's like, you will? Like she fully expected him not to be friends with her. And she's like, gooped. And then he starts to look guilty being like, well, yeah, because I imprinted on your kid. But he doesn't say that. And then he looks at Edward. And Edward's like, yeah, I didn't tell her. Jacob says, I didn't know if you'd be able to keep it from her, promise or not. Usually you just give her everything she wants. Even though I think we forget that Edward's a shady lady. Like he's kept a lot of secrets from Bella. I mean, most recently, he wouldn't even tell her where they were going on a honeymoon. He was dragging her around to the airport. She was going to bloody Rio and doing connecting flights, not knowing where she was going. Then he put her on a speedboat and still wouldn't tell her where she's going. Like, yeah, he keeps secrets. Also, his secret about being a vampire, he kept that for like six chapters. So they're openly talking about how they've got a secret that they haven't told Bella. And then Bella goes, what's going on? Are you two keeping secrets from me? And it's like, uh, yeah, they're openly talking about it. He just said, thanks for not telling her the big secret. And he was like, no problems. And she's like, wait a minute, secret? What secret? Are you guys keeping a secret? And Jacob says, I'll explain later. And so then Jacob's like, all right, let's get this out of the way. So they're doing the test for Bella to see if she doesn't kill Jacob. Even though he's meant to smell disgusting to her. So I don't know why this is a big test. Like, oh, if she doesn't kill Jacob, the, the guy that smells repulsive to her, if she doesn't drink his human blood, she won't drink Renesmee's. Uh, not really the case. I feel like we're comparing apples and oranges here. She's meant to instinctually despise Jacob. And they're all like, will she eat him? Who knows? So then they're standing across from each other and she's like, I don't want to breathe in the smell. I don't want to breathe in the smell. And she's like, ah, ah, but I have to test it to make sure that I won't kill Renesmee. Bitch, you just didn't kill two hikers in the woods. That was your test. So then she's like, oh, okay, I better breathe him in. I better breathe him in. And she says, worst case scenario, I would just stop breathing and I'd run for it. Well, that, that's not the worst case scenario. The worst case scenario is that you kill some people, but okay. And then she goes, nervously, I took a tiny breath in through my nose and braced for anything. You're going to hate his smell. This is a shit test. So then she gets a little sniff and she's like, "Mm, yeah, he doesn't really smell that human. He just smells like an animal. And it's like, uh, yes. That's one thing we've known about werewolves and vampires and how they hate each other's smell. In fact, that's all Stephanie likes to talk about when it comes to vampires and werewolf relations, just how they don't like the smell of each other. In Jacob's POV, how many times did we hear him talking about how much it stinks at the Cullens' house? Like over and over and over again, they emphasized how much they stink to each other. And now she's like, yeah, actually, uh, he doesn't smell like a human. So why, why are we doing this then? And then she goes, oh, actually, Jacob, I can see what everyone's going on about. You stink. And then Edward's laughing. She can hear Emmett over in the house guffawing. Everyone's laughing, laughing, laughing. And Jacob says, look who's talking. And then he theatrically plugs his nose. He's like, P.U., you stink too, you big smelly dump truck. And so then Seth's chortling, he's laughing. Everyone's laughing. It's a regular old laugh riot because they both stink. Who didn't see that punchline coming? Like, we knew you guys would think that the other person would stink. Oh, we're all laughing and laughing and laughing. So then Edward's like, oh my God, I love you, Bells. That was such a good burn when you said that, she, when you said that he stunk. Oh my God. And Jacob's grinning, being like, ah, you stink. And so then she's thinking, okay, maybe this means Jacob and I can be friends. Now that I smell so disgusting to him, maybe that's going to friend zone his feelings. And she's like, okay, so I passed the test, right? So does that mean I can 
hear the secret and also smell my human daughter who doesn't smell like a werewolf. And they still keep delaying it. They're like, ah, we'll tell you the secret later. And she was going to harp on about it, but then she hears Renesmee's lungs. Her lungs move more rapidly than everyone else's and her heart flutters like a bird's wings. And so she's like, oh my God, my daughter's just on the other side of the wall. Like I can't wait to meet her. In fact, she's on the other side of a glass wall. Remember the glass wall where Bella thought there was another bride at her wedding? <laughs> and that was just her reflection. And she's like, how dare that bitch wear white to my wedding? But oh, and then, oh, it's me. Anyway, so she's on the other side of that wall, that glass wall. And she says, my daughter was just on the other side of that thin wall of glass. I couldn't see her. The light bounced off the reflective windows like a mirror. Okay. I could only see myself looking very strange, so white and still compared to Jacob. At least she recognizes that it's her own reflection this time. But you mean to tell me that this bitch can see dust mites. She can see the eighth color of the rainbow, which never existed in the spectrum before. She was looking at leaves and seeing tiny little creatures on them that have never been identified by Animal Planet. She's got super fucking vampire vision and she's looking at this wall of glass and she can't see through it. Oh, what? And it's not an actual mirror, it's just glass and she can't see through it. Oh, I don't think so. So now, even though she passed the werewolf test, she's like, oh, maybe I would actually hurt my daughter. Do you guys reckon I would? Like, will you help me? And Edward's like, yeah, we're, we're obviously going to restrain you if you try and kill our daughter. And she's like, okay, thank you. He says, none of us would risk Renesmee. I think you'll be surprised at how entirely she's already wrapped us all around her little fingers. I, I wouldn't be that surprised that you wouldn't risk a baby dying, Edward. I mean, I know you wanted to kill her just like a few days ago, but he acts like that's a big deal. Like, oh no, we're all going to help Bella because we all fell in love with her, surprisingly. If we didn't love her, like, yeah, you could kill a baby, sure. But Jacob, he's still not convinced. And he's like, are you sure, bloodsucker? Is she ready? I don't like this. Maybe we should wait. And Edward goes, oh, you had your test, Jacob. And so then she's like, what? It was Jacob's test. I think she thought that Edward had planned that test, but no, Jacob did. And she's like, why does Jacob love Renesmee so much? Why is he so obsessed with her? And she knows that imprinting exists. And she also knows that another werewolf has imprinted on a kid. So yeah, it's bonkers and it probably isn't something that you'd immediately think of. But at this point, I'd be like, something's changed with Jacob. He's fully obsessed with my daughter. He wanted to kill her just the other day. He's now happy being around vampires. There's this huge change in behavior. He cares more about her well-being than my husband, the father of the baby. He comes from a line of werewolves that imprint on people and sometimes even babies. I don't know, as bonkers as it is, the writing's on the wall. It seems kind of not obvious, but it would cross your mind, I would think. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So then they go inside. Rosalie's holding the baby. Jacob stands next to Rosalie, which she's also like, wow, that's a bit odd. And then she's looking at the baby and she's like, holy shit, that's a, that's a bloody porker. She's like, Who, who's this giant toddler? And she says to them, she's like, wasn't I only out two days? And they're like, yeah. And she's like, this kid's fucking months old. This kid's been eating the spinach. That's twice the size of the baby that I saw two days ago. And her hair's also in ringlets down to the shoulder. <laughs> she's, she's a freaking adult. And she's like, is this even my kid? But then she looks closely and she's like, oh, I see Edward's perfect features. I see my eyes, blah, blah, blah. She says, seeing this unanticipated little person did not make her more real though. It only made her more fantastic. Okay, again, it was completely unexpected that you'd fall pregnant on your honeymoon with your vampire husband. But then once you did fall pregnant, you would wait around a house getting ready to deliver the child for a couple of weeks. But she's like, this is unanticipated. Well, surely you've been anticipating it. So then she takes a step towards her and everyone's like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Don't, don't go lunging towards the baby. And Emma and Jasper are right in front of her. Because they don't know that she just didn't kill a couple of hikers. I feel like Edward should have mentioned that. Been like, oh, guys, she's got remarkable restraint. She didn't kill a couple of humans. Edward's just keeping that to himself. And I guess so is Alice, because she surely should have seen that. But no, she didn't. Or if she did, she's not telling anybody. (laughs) So they're all like, oh, shit, she's going to kill the baby. But she's like, no, no, I'm not going to kill the baby. I'm totally in control. She says, the temptation here is different to the hikers. Renesmee's fragrance was perfectly balanced right on the line between the scent of the most beautiful perfume and the scent of the most delicious food. Oh. She says, there was enough of the sweet vampire smell to keep the human part from being overwhelming. Still really weird. Imagine smelling your kid being like, oh, half of me wants to eat ya. And the other half of me thinks you smell so sweet. That's kind of unsettling. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to be in that position. That's for sure. Cause I know I get hangry when I wake up from a nap. Oh, I could eat anything and everything. I get that like hunger blindness where it's only like halfway through a few mouthfuls. I realize what I'm even eating. So imagine if she did sleep and she did nap and then she'd wake up and be like, Oh my God, I'm starving. And she'd just roll over and have a little nosh on Renesme. That would be bad. So yeah, I wouldn't want to live like that. I, I don't have the control for having a child that I'd want to eat all the time. <laughs> as bad as it is to say, I wouldn't intentionally want to eat my kid, but 
Sometimes you get hungry. That's all I'm saying. So she's like, guys, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm all right. And they're like, okay, well, forgive us for being cautious. And Jasper's staring at her. And she thinks, I knew he was taking in my emotional climate. And I worked on settling into a steady calm. So all throughout this chapter as well, she's like, oh, Jasper's got an eye on me. He can tell what emotion I'm experiencing. But I thought Jasper could also influence people's emotions. So I don't know why he's not just like making her feel not hungry, making her feel calm. Maybe he is and she just hasn't thought about that or he should influence her a bit more. I don't know. So there's a little debate over whether or not she can get closer to Brinesme. And then Edward's like, actually, Jasper, don't worry about it. Because Jasper's the newborn vampire expert, remember, even though they were all newborn vampires once, he's the expert in it. And Edward says, Jazz, don't worry about it. On our little hunt earlier, she stumbled across the scent of a couple of hikers and he doesn't finish, but everyone is like, oh no. They all just assume that she killed them. Carlisle's like, oh jeez. Everyone in there is just reacting as if she killed them, but Alice isn't. Alice's expression told me that she was not fooled. So she saw it happening and didn't give Edward the heads up or what? Like, is Alice crazy town? Like, even if she saw a potential future where Bella got a sniff of some hikers and didn't kill them, I'd still maybe give the heads up to Edward and say, maybe avoid it. Maybe don't risk it. But here she is being all smug, being like, yeah, I knew she was never going to kill those hikers. So Carlisle's angry at Edward being like, what the fuck, bro? I thought you were going to like maybe sniff around to see if there were any humans nearby before you took her for a hunt. And he's like, I know I fucked up. But then he's like, yeah, she didn't kill them. And they were like, what? She didn't? And he's like, I know, right? He says she was entirely focused on the hunt, but then she sensed me chasing her. So she stopped. And they're all like, oh my God, what? And he says, yep. She realized then what was happening and she held her breath and she ran away. And they're like, holy shit, that's amazing. And she's like, guys, guys, don't. Bella's like, don't be so happy for me, guys. Don't be so happy about that because something really bad happened. And they're like, what? They're like, oh no, did you, did you end up killing them? And she's like, no, guys, worse. Guys, I growled at him. I growled at Edward. And they're like, yeah, and? And she's all embarrassed. She goes, he's not telling it right. He left out the part where I growled at him. Does it matter? Of course he'd leave that out. It it doesn't matter. And they're like, oh, cool. You you growled. That's, That's crazy. And so Jasper, he's like, that's weird. In all my years as a newborn vampire coach, I've never seen this before. And Edward's like, yeah, I know. It's crazy, huh? And Esme's like, oh, we should have sent back up. She's only hours old. She could have turned on you, Edward. We really screwed up just sending you guys out alone. And so, like, yeah. The more I think back on it, the more ridiculous it is that they just sent Edward and her out to hunt together. They said Renesmee's been drinking blood. Just give her some of her blood. There must be blood bags lying around again. Just give her some of that blood. Why did she have to go out hunting? I don't understand. So there's all this chitter chatter going on. And she's like, oh, I actually wanted to meet my child. Like, can we get back to that? And they're like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And so they're all convincing Jazz to get over it and let her meet the kid. And Jazz is finally like, okay, whatever. But then Renesmee starts to cry. So they all swarm on her, except for Bella. She's just left standing there on the other side of the room. And Bella's angry about that. She's like, every single one of them has got a hand on her. They're patting and soothing her, everyone but me. She's all pissed off. And Jacob's like, what's the matter? Is she hurt? What happened? And he's all panicked. And she's like, it's weird that Jacob 
is most concerned for her. And it's like, yeah, it is weird, Del. The whole thing's really weird. And Rosalie's reassuring Jacob being like, oh, don't worry, she's fine. And she's like, why is Rosalie reassuring Jacob about the well-being and safety of my vampire child? And then Renesmee touches Jacob, gives Jacob a little vision because she communicates through like touch visions. She sends an image of what she's thinking to the person that she touches. And so she touched Rosalie, told Rosalie what she wants. She touches Jacob and Rosalie's like, see, she just wants to hang out with Bella. And Bella's like, oh, she wants, she wants me? And Edward's like, yeah, bitch, you've been missing for three days. She misses you. So she's walking towards Renesmee. Renesmee's crying and shaking her little hands. And then she's looking at Renesmee and she's like, of course, she is real. (laughs) Uh, Yes, she's real. She says, suddenly, she was absolutely real. And of course I knew her. Uh, Was it ever in doubt, doll? (laughs) Yes, she's real. You're looking at the fucking thing. Like, she's real. So then Jacob leans over and puts Renesmee in Bella's arms. And Bella shuddered a little bit when her skin touched with Jacob's because his skin, which was always hot to her before, famously, she used him as a heater. It was now like an open flame. And then she says it was almost the same temperature as Renesmee's, perhaps one or two degrees difference, which is weird. So Renesmee's got super hot skin. Like it might not be as hot as Jacob's, but he's got really hot skin. And Renesmee does too, but she's half vampire, half human. So I don't know where the hot skin comes into it. She should have unseasonably cool skin, if anything. So then she's holding the little kid and the kid touches a face and sends an image to Bella. And she's like, whoa. And I'm sort of picturing like, you know, on That's So Raven when she'd have like a vision and she'd hold a hand up to her head and be like, shung. I feel like that's what's happening here. She says it felt like a strong memory. I could still see through my eyes while I watched it in my head. Okay, I don't understand that. I could still see through my own eyes while I watched it in my head. Okay, but it was unfamiliar. She's staring at Renesmee and Renesmee sending her an image of Bella giving birth to Renesmee, which, which is crazy. And of course, because Bella has face blindness, she's like, who's that person? Oh, it's me, but I look different because it's not how I look in a mirror. It's how other people see me. So I look really different. I look almost backwards. And it's like, oh bitch, it's you. Like, oh my God, she can never recognize herself. It just drives me crazy. So then Renesmee drops her hand after giving her that vision. And she says it was totally silent in the room, but for the heartbeats. No one but Jacob and Renesmee was so much as breathing. So, okay. So it's not silent, but for the heartbeats, because there's also two people in the room breathing. Okay. And then it's silent, silent, silent. She's like, are they waiting for me to say something? So she goes, um, what was that? (laughs) What was that? And Rosalie's like, oh, cool. What, what'd you see? What'd she show you? And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She showed me that vision. I was like, yes. Who else would have sent you that vision while they were touching your face, Bells? And Ed was like, I know, I told you it was hard to explain, but it's effective as a means of communications go. Okay. It's not that hard to explain. She's well aware that certain vampires have traits. Her husband can read minds. He could have just said, oh, you know how I read minds? And she'd be like, yeah. Well, um, when she touches you, she can send you like a vision of what she's thinking. And then Bella would have been like, oh, cool. That was like a a six word explanation. Thank you. She's also seen like it happened through touch before, like Arrow, he touches people and he can see every thought they've ever had. So it's, it's not exactly a new concept to Bella, but he's like, it's too hard to explain. 
it's not, it's not. You could have maybe given her the heads up. And so they're all like, what'd you say? What'd you say? And she goes, um, me, I think. She goes, but I looked terrible. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> She's like, I think it was me, but I looked shit. And it's like, um, maybe that's just how you look. She knows what she looks like. Again, with the face blindness, like, I think it was me. Like, yes, it was fucking you, idiot. And Edward goes, yeah, it was the only memory she had of you. And she's like, oh, that's right. He can see what she's showing me because he can read her mind. Oh my God. So she does understand how talents work. So yeah, would have been easy to explain it. He says, she's letting you know that she's made the connection that she knows who you are. And Bella's like, yeah, I get that. But how did she do it? And he's like, I don't know, bitch. Some of us have skills. He's like, Alice can see the future sometimes. (laughs) Not all the time, but sometimes. And Carlisle tries to explain it. He says, it's an interesting twist. It's like she's doing the exact opposite of what you can, talking to Edward. I don't know if the exact opposite of reading minds is sending a picture through touch. I, well, they're similar. I don't know if it's the exact opposite. And Bella's like, yeah, 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 that's really nice. And she focuses back on Renesmee. And she says, I remember you too. Even though for the past couple of chapters, she was like, did I have a kid or did I dream it? It feels so unreal. I'm not too sure if it happened. And she's like, oh, of course I remember you, little kid. I wasn't doubting your existence just three seconds ago. So then she kisses her on the forehead. She gets a little smell. She says, the scent of her skin set my throat burning. Oh boy. But it was easy to ignore. Okay, I don't know if that's an oxymoron. Like, wh- it was easy to ignore the burning in my throat. I don't know. I don't know about that. And she's like, ah, oh, this is my little nudger. She's feeling all like happy and whole. It's all very sweet, blah, blah, blah. And so then Jacob in a high pitched voice, he's like, um, okay, that's enough. Haven't we experimented for enough today? Like, let's not push it bells. And so then she's getting pissed off being like, excuse me, Jacob. And I, you know, I'm, I'm mostly on Jacob's side with the whole, like not wanting the kid to get killed by a hungry vampire side of things. But also like, you don't, you don't say that to a mother who's just meeting her kid for the first time. You don't be like, all right, that's enough. Like, no, you don't get to say that just because you want to date this kid in the future. That's not okay. And so she says, what is your problem, Jacob? (laughs) And Edward's hissing at him too. And he goes, just because I understand it doesn't mean I won't throw you out, Jacob. Bella's doing really well. Don't ruin this moment for her. And Rosalie's like, yeah, I'll help toss you out too, dog. So they all still hate Jacob. They've just been playing nice. And so now she's looking at Jacob being like, what is his damage? And she's like, he's staring at Renesmee all concerned. And yet there's like six vampires touching him and he doesn't even seem bothered by that. She's like, something's going on with him. (laughs) Oh, she's so perceptive. So now she starts to think, she's like, huh, would he really go through all of this just to protect me from myself? And she thinks, what could have happened? And she's puzzled over it. She's like, oh, something's different about him. And then she's like, he's staring at my daughter, staring at her like, like he was a blind man seeing the sun for the first time. And then she's like, oh no. And so she starts to get immediately angry and Jasper can sense it from across the room. He doesn't try and calm down her emotions. He's lost that skill. (laughs) He can no longer do that. He can just sense when someone's angry, which, you know, that's kind of a shit talent. This little kid can send images through her brain while touching you. And Jasper can tell when someone's angry. You know what? A lot of people can tell when someone's angry, especially when she's like 
growling and snarling and hissing at Jacob. It doesn't take an empath in the room to be like, oh, she's upset. So Jacob rips Renesmee out of her hands and shoves it at Rosalie. <laughs> Bella's like, I'm about to snap. And so like he starts backing away and she says, Edward, I don't want to hurt you. So let go of me. And he's like, okay. <laughs> I think he's kind of like, yeah, I'd love to see her tear Jacob to shreds. I thought they were getting along. I thought they were besties, but no, apparently he still wants Jacob to, to die. And so she's snarling at Jacob in her hunting crouch. And she says, you didn't. And he's like, well, Bells, it's not something I can control. And, he, <laughs> and she says, you stupid mutt. How could you, my baby? And he's like, well, I mean, it's not my fault. He goes, it wasn't my idea. And then she says, I've held her all of one time. And already you think you have some moronic wolfy claim to her. She's mine. That's not the, that's not the take I would have had. I would have been a bit more like, oh my God, you pedophile, get the fuck out of here. Instead, she's like, that's my baby, not your baby. Like she's getting all possessive being like, I want to hold her a few more times before you imprint on my kid. Like, what? uh, Interesting take, Bells. (laughs) And like, you're so mad at someone for being possessive and then be like, she's mine. <laughs> and so then he goes, I can share. What? It, she's not something to be shared. Jacob, as far as defenses go, I wouldn't be saying that. Oh, you know, the daughter you just had, I'll share her with you so that I can bang her when she's 18. <laughs> God, yuck. So then she says, how dare you imprint on my baby? Have you lost your mind? And he's like, well, I didn't mean to. It was an involuntary thing. And it's interesting, like, we know that him imprinting on Renesmee saved her life. Like, if he didn't imprint on her in that moment, he was pretty dead set on killing her. (laughs) So it's like, this is bad. This is bad. But Bells, would you prefer the baby to be killed? But I don't know if that's a good defense for Jacob. He can't really be like, well, actually, me imprinting on her is a good thing because I was about to kill her. (laughs) Yeah, that's not going to win you any points. (sighs) What a fucked up situation. So Jacob, he's like, come on, Bella, listen, like, just, you know, relax. And she's like, are you kidding me? She goes, why would I listen? And he says, well, because you're the one who told me. You said, you know, go in and imprint on someone. Well, I did. (laughs) He says, do you remember? You said we belonged in each other's lives, right? That we're family. So, you know, here it is. We're family. I'm your son-in-law. And she's like, that's not what I fucking meant. (laughs) She's like, I meant family as a metaphor, not literally. So she's still like in her attack pose and Esme's like, oh, Edward, stop her from killing him. She'll be upset if she hurts him. And Edward, he's hanging back. He's like, not my circus, not my monkeys. She wants to kill him, go right ahead. And Jacob's like, no, 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 no. I don't want to marry her. She's a baby. That's crazy. He says, she's just a baby for crying out loud. And Bella goes, yeah, that's my point. And he goes, oh, you know, I don't think of her that way. Do you think Edward would have let me live this long if I did? All I want is for her to be safe and happy. Is that so bad? Is that so different from what you want? Meanwhile, Carlisle and Edward are having a chat about how restrained Bella is because she hasn't killed him. They're like, wow, she's doing pretty good. And so Bella says, stay away from her. And he's like, nah, I can't do that, sorry. And she's like, what? Just, just try. And he goes, can't do it. He says, it's not possible. Do you remember how much you wanted me around three days ago? How hard it was to be apart from each other? That's gone for you now, right? And she's like, you know what, actually? (laughs) Funny you say that. I was just thinking that over in the woods. Yeah, I don't feel that way about you at all. And he says, that was her. From the very beginning, we had to be together even then, before we'd even imprinted. Or well, he'd imprinted on her. I still don't know why she loves him back. And Bella thinks about it for a second and she's like, oh, that makes sense. But also, no. <laughs> she's like, that's, that's not going to hit it for me. Like, no, nah, I'm still mad. 
And he says, come on, Bells, Nessie likes me too. And that's when she's like, hold up. She says, what? Did you call her? And he goes, well, the name you came up with is kind of a mouthful, which it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's got a point there, Bells. And then she goes, you nickname my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster? And then she lunges for his throat and that's the end of the chapter. So yeah, she was like, how dare you imprint on my baby? I, I don't want you to marry my baby. I only wanted to be metaphorically family with you. I didn't want you to get involved and bang my kid. And she's holding it back for all of that. And then he calls her Nessie and she's like, well, that's it. That's the last straw. You can want to bang my two month old slash two day old kid. But how dare you call her something that she was not named. Renesmee's a lovely name. It's not a mouthful. It honors both our mothers. Ah! So yeah, she, she got pushed to the brink because he made fun of the name. Not because of the fact that he imprinted on her. Like I get that it's cumulative, but it's funny that that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Okay, let's leave it there. Thank you all for listening. I'll catch up with you guys next week for the next chapter. In the meantime, if you want any more content, just head over to patreon.com slash breaking down bad books and get in on the Allegiant recaps, which has just been a dumpster fire of a book. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Send your burning thoughts, frustrations, and grievances on this latest chapter of this shitty book to breakingdownpod at gmail.com or on Twitter at podbreakingdown and Instagram at breakingdownbadbooks. You can visit www.breakingdownbadbooks.com for all the listen links, contact information, merch, and more. To support the show on Patreon and gain access to exclusive ad-free bonus episodes, visit patreon.com slash breakingdownbadbooks. Ratings and reviews on your preferred podcast platform are also a fun, free way to support the show. Breaking Down Bad Books is hosted by me, Nathan Brown, who you can follow on Instagram and Twitter at NathanBrown90. Thanks for listening and happy reading. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.